the bible podcast with your host carl peters and ethan schwartz how are you doing i'm doing very well today how are you very well welcome back welcome back any news uh any news no my life is incredibly dull i have i have nothing to report Uh, you were just telling me before we went on air that you would most likely aspire to be a house husband yeah but that's not new that's kind of a long-term aspiration yeah what I really need is a sugar mama to pay for <laughs> absolutely everything, um, and I'll just do the dishes and cook. Little birdie tells me that you're already on the right track. For yeah, that. that's basically the setup now, except I also have a job and also do all the cooking and cleaning. Good. Yeah, well done. Um, for those of you who can't see us right now, I was sat in my flat in Tel Aviv. I broke my arm a couple of weeks ago, so I'm now I ripped off the cast yesterday under it. Poor advice from a wife. Mm, progress, though. Yeah, Uriel, it's called. Anyway, very he, nice. He's wearing this kind of brace type thing. Um, S- sort of semi-sexual. Is it? I, could, I, I can't say it's getting me going. It's not cool, but it's got like a sort of thing in there. You can hear that? Yeah, it's got a hard bit to protect the wrist that's uh, seen the damage. Yeah, man. So... Uh, any background noise will be the coffee machine, the dog uh, who hasn't done a poo yet this morning, uh, or my wife flicking through Facebook. So, welcome back. Where did we um, Where did we get up to? We finished Genesis 5. Yeah, we heard a lot of names of different people who uh, then had begot different people, and they all lived for hundreds and hundreds of years, completely bafflingly. But it, I felt that that sort of strange narration of what was going on was leading up to a big moment yeah it was very much uh look we have to get through this bit of the story Ah. in order to get to something interesting so just deal with it and we're gonna go through thousands of years in a few words um i think the listeners will will know this guy the main protagonist of the story other than god who is unknowable Hmm. Um, yeah, this is we've had we've already had a few kind of big characters. We've had Ab- Adam and Eve. Yeah, um, we've had the serpent, kind of big characters. Yeah, um, we've had God, who remains the the lead character throughout. Yes, uh, but now we have kind of the next big. It's like we're entering a new season, and they've killed off the previous cast yeah. of the show. But they've kept the main man. But they've kept the main yeah. man because yeah. you need some kind of narrative consistency, otherwise, like yeah. It's like you know, skins. Everyone will get lost. Yeah, it's exactly like skins. You keep one character all the way. Th- basically, God is Effie. God is Effie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Amazing. Okay, cool. So the the, the title of this, uh, and again, we're, we're reading from BibleGateway.com, and it's the um, this is Genesis of the New Revised Standard Version or the NRSV. The language of the Bible in this um, edition is quite palatable for a modern reader. Right. The title that we've been given is The Wickedness of Humankind. So, when people began to multiply on the face of the ground and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that they were fair and they took wives for themselves of all that they chose. (laughs) 
because up till now there's just been a lot of sons being mentioned yeah in fact we were speculating about you know where do the women come in and, yeah and, and wasn't then, clear you know did everyone just have sex with eve or were there just a lot of women that got written out of the story because they're women and the bible hates women yeah but so here we are we've had daughters and therefore people are now able to uh, know them biblically right and so then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in mortals forever, for they are flesh. Their days shall be 120 years. Still generous. Still generous. And it's, it's the origin of, in uh, Judaism and in Hebrew, you say like, Ad, ah, yeah. up to 120 yeah. as a wish that I that's think, the full life. I think clearly smoking has not been invented up to this point. No, clearly. Otherwise, it would be up yeah. to about 62. Or, yeah. <laughs> or motor cars. Or syphilis. I mean, maybe syphilis is just coming into its own at this point. Because yeah. given that they've they've just started, you know, taking wives of the people that... I'll move on. Basically, this is the concept of mortality, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because up till now, people were living to like 977 yeah. years. It was ridiculous. Okay, yeah. good. God realises that's really excessive. He's got a sensible. Yeah. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Um, now... What's that? What is that? Well, so there's a few different interpretations. It could be the fallen men. Fallen men and women. The fallen <laughs> angels. Um, or, as it used to be translated, the giants. Do you think Nephilim is like the Hebrew for Neymar? Maybe, because they're always falling. The fallen angel. The fallen angel. When the sons of God went to the daughters of humans who bore children to them. Good. Interesting. Um, a little bit of interspecies romance. These were the heroes that were of old, warriors of renown. Wow. Um, basically, then God sees that humankind is inherently wicked. Yeah. Um, and doing all sorts of bad, bad shit. Yeah. Which we may now in the modern world sort of approve of. Yeah. It's not uh, to say it's bad that we... we might indulge in on yeah, a like gambling Friday night, Saturday, yeah. you know. Yeah, getting smashed. Getting smashed, gambling. Not a problem. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on the earth. Who was his him to his heart. <laughs> He's gone to a convention of other gods yeah. oh, and so they've all, they're all showing their wares and it's all beautiful and pure. And then he says, look, I've made these humans and it's just a mass of people fucking and taking drugs yeah. and get, like killing each other. Have you ever been to Hamburg? I've never been to Hamburg. It's a bit like that. Okay. So the Lord said, I will blot out from the earth the human beings I've created. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People together with animals and creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. This is God's particularly emo stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. So we've already had Noah introduced to us, I think, in the previous chapter. I might be wrong. But God said, basically, I hate them all. They're all awful. But you're all right. Except this Noah dude. This Noah dude's all right. Yeah, yeah. I could live with him. He can he can hang around a bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a ridiculous concept. Imagine being the one guy. Like, you know what? I'm going to smash everyone else to smithereens. But you're chilling. You. You've got one job to do. Well, you've got a few <laughs> jobs, actually. So, Noah had uh, three sons. Noah walked with God, it says, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, God's walking about still. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. Not and much progress made on that front. Not much progress. 
And God saw that the earth was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its ways upon the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Wow, that's a big idea. Yeah. Not, I'm not sure about that. He wants to end all the flesh because of, it makes violence. Yeah. So there's this like basic existence is violence. Yeah. It's quite a not like a negative, dark kind of way to look at humanity. Sounds like Kim Jong Il. <laughs> now I'm going to destroy them along with Earth. So he says to Noah, "Make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it." Does that mean grass? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess on it. to to. To camouflage the ark, this well, giant ark. Whilst it bobs on the ocean. Um, the length of it is 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Okay. I think it's probably like a couple of football pitches, something along those lines. Let's have a look. For those at home, we're just Googling how big is a cubit. How big is a cubit? How big is a cubit? Apparently the cubit is now uh, uh, something to do with Bitcoin. Who knew? Ah, uh, it's 45 centimetres. 45 centimetres. 135 metres. 135 metres. Wow, so that's like a football pitch in a bit. Yeah. Okay, that's a big old boat, that. It's a, it's a large boat for Noah to build by himself. Yeah. Out of sight. With, without a drill. Without a drill, without any modern tools. Yeah. Without power at all, actually. So... Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above and put the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower second and... Th so it's a th three-decked ark. Wow. It's a, it's really, it's it's a like the feat of engineering. And, you know, you, you need really good, like, naval architects to be able to build this kind of thing. Yeah. For my part, <laughs> I'm going to bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which it is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. Can we just interject here? Yeah. So, effectively, God is saying to Noah, listen, you and me, yeah, we're going to, let's stick together. I'm yeah. going to get rid of them. Don't worry about them. I'm yeah, going to stick together. Them. All you've got to do is build a boat, the likes of which... It has never, ever, ever, and in the future history of man, will never been, been seen. You've got no naval vessel building skills. Yeah. Don't worry about that. You don't even have a drill. Not a problem. You've probably never drawn a blueprint for anything yeah. in your life. Yeah. Who cares? And he's been specific with the design as yeah, well. Yeah, true. And then he said, now that's your job. Yeah. What I'm going to do, I'll kill everybody. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring a bunch of water and they're all going to die. But I will establish my covenant with you. This is where God bargains. Okay, this yeah, is where yeah. God's like, this is why you want this. Yeah. And you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Decent. Nice. Okay, fine. okay, so you get your family at least. Yeah. And of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. Okay. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, the animals according to their kinds, every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind. Except Jimmy Savile. Mm. Uh, two of every kind shall come into you to keep them alive. So he's had a bit of a change of heart, has God. And he's thought about it. Because previously God was like, anything made of flesh, fuck it. It's gone. Mm. It's getting drowned. I wonder if I'm looking were, forward to drowning them. Maybe a bit like a toddler. And maybe Noah got in his ear a little bit. Yeah, and was, was like, like, listen, you know, 
I get that you don't like the other people. I don't like them either. Yeah. They're a bit in your face. But, like, what did the giraffe ever do to you? Yeah, especially the giraffes. Yeah. Uh, They would probably be the most problematic. Yeah, to get into this arc. Although you do see child images of the arc. You see, like, them with the head out the window. True. Yeah. True, maybe there's a special giraffe room with with giraffe neck-sized holes so that they can just stick their heads out. But also, that has to wait until the flooding has happened. Yeah. So they have to be able to get in in the first place. Yeah. Wow. I don't think all the logistics is Take with of. you every kind of food that is eaten and store it up. Oh. And it shall serve as food for you and for them. Basically, prepare a feast. Yeah. Any cuisine you like, take it. And if you don't like it, it'll die in the flood water and you'll never have to eat it again. Yeah. Um... Why didn't he leave the green peppers? That's what I want to know. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Well, that is very noble. Okay, so that kind of, that wraps up Genesis 6. Um, that wraps up Genesis, uh, Genesis 6. So effectively, we're now at the point where he's told him to build the ark. Yeah. Um, he's, ex- he's, he's said exactly how big the ark should be. And what should go into the ark, which still, to me, even though it's a really big ark, it doesn't sound quite big enough for all two f- of every kind of animal and all the food all on the earth. All the food, yeah, exactly. I think the most big zoos, which don't have two of every kind of animal, are bigger than a football pitch. I would say... Or bigger than the ark. As we will discover, as we have discovered, don't let modern logistics get mm. in the way of a good story. Yeah. I think, you know, this is the pinch of salt that everybody needs to apply to these stories. It may not have been as big as that. There might not have been all of the food. Maybe none of it happened at all. What? Okay, so today's biblical feature uh, comes from a highly reputable source, which is the dailystar.co.uk. If you are listening from outside of the UK as we are recording from outside of the UK. Uh, This is one of the least reputable publications, it's fair to say. Probably in history. Yeah, certainly in terms of non-biased journalistic output. Yeah, no, it's not a real... I mean, it's a real newspaper in the sense that they print it as a newspaper, but... But basically it's for people who build things, have white vans and shout things at women across the road. That's the readership. That's the generalization. What's the title? So, so this article is by a journalist, apparently, called Charlotte Ikonen, which I, I'm not sure it's her real name. Anyway, the title of this article is 9-11 Attacks Predicted in Bible Shock Claim Prophecy Laid Out in Book of Revelation. Tell me more. So this was published, actually, on September 11th, 2018, on the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. <laughs> do you think, oh, what, what should we do today? What should we... Oh, it's September 11th. Oh, That's well. just... Um, You've got to talk about that picture. So, 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 so. First, there's a nice uh, video of uh, President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump uh, standing with their hands across their chests at the 9-11 memorial service. 
it's unconfirmed if that's actually their Madame Two Swords version. It could, could well yeah. be. It's really they they always look like they're made of wax. Um, Tuesday will be the seventeenth anniversary of the September eleventh atrocity, which killed two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven people and injured more than six thousand. Lots of figures there. So then they basically explain what nine eleven was and say that it directly led to then President Bush launching the War on Terror, which continues to have ramifications today, which might be an understatement yeah although um, that, that might be the only true thing that's been written in this article and then it goes on but the monstrosity may have been foretold in a biblical verse dun, dun, dun. and then i would recommend looking this up if you just google daily star 9-11 bible as as you do as you do as i do at least daily because then there is a brilliant picture uh, a brilliant and horrifying image where they've taken the the famous image of the two towers with the black smoke and just what looks like they might have doctored it actually to add extra maybe extra that's fiery just... smoke but that might be the point at which yeah. the plane hit the second tower it's unclear and then they've they've superimposed next to it um, a a picture of a Bible with a crucifix on top of the Bible and then more fiery black red smoke underneath. Yeah, as, as if the, the Bible were, were being exploded from, from the bottom and the flames were creeping up to Jesus's nailed feet. Yeah, and then, and then kind of from Jesus's left arm, you get the smoke billowing across the two towers. In fact, Jesus is touching the smoke. Yeah. Yeah, but they've cut that. So, oh, this is an incredible piece of work. Um, and it, they've actually licensed the image of the two towers from Getty Images. Wow. Which, which is the best part of the whole thing. Um, prophecy, the book of Revelation could have foreseen the Twin Towers attacks. That's the caption under yeah. the image. Just, just to confirm that that's not your quote. That is... No, that's the that's caption what it says. under the image. So then it then it explain it gets to the real story. The extract is found in the 18th chapter of Revelation. For decades, Bible scholars have held the belief that this chapter predicted disaster befalling the economic system of the world because it was run on financial principles founded by ancient Babylon. These principles were that profit was to be made at any price. I'm not sure. I'm not what kind of profit? PH or F? <laughs> uh F. I'm not in 100% sure that the Babylonians invented the idea of profit, but if they, did, if they, they might have done, I guess. But I am very sceptical about the idea that for decades Bible scholars have thought that the 18th chapter of Revelation predicted the economic disaster. Because specifically these, were, yeah. these, these towers of the World Trade Center is the economic kind of... It was like a representation of the modern economy, economic capitalist mm. world. Yes, that's, I mean, well, that, that's an interpretation. <laughs> you know, yeah, if we're is that why they got seriously. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't matter if the poor were oppressed or treated unfairly so long as a profit was made, uh, which is oddly, oddly left-wing for the Daily Star. I think she'd have got fired after this article. Yeah, right? She's yeah. sneaking socialist propaganda <laughs> into the Daily Star. Um, the city that St. John, who wrote the book of Revelation, described was a symbolic economic Babylon 
because by the time of the vision's fulfillment, it would have become the main center of global world trade. World trade. So, so New York is symbolic Babylon, where there's the <clears throat> center of <clears throat> world, world trade. trade. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, just Sorry, we've just skipped over. Another use of the image of the two towers, yeah. the you know, horrifying image after the plane hits, um, with just Osama bin Laden next to it. In fairness, uh, a very flattering picture of Osama bin yeah, Laden. Yeah, he looks, he looks relatively good there. He looks kempt. The chapter reads, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. <laughs> And show me an unclean bird outside of the north of England. <laughs> and um, first of all, I'm just I'm really excited to get to the book of Revelation in in the course of this podcast because we might have to skip ahead because yeah. that would be fun. We've got some treats in store. So then Charlotte explains, and some people believe the fact that fallen is mentioned twice in that verse is a reference to the fact that there were two towers making up the World Trade Center. Two things fell. I really hope that she's just completely made... She was just like, uh, shit, we need a 9-11 story. I don't know what to do. Maybe there's something in the Bible. No and one will object it. She was just reading. She was just like, shit, I'll just get, I'll give it, I'll give it a quick look. Uh, Googled Book of Revelation, found that, was like, it says fallen twice. <laughs> Light bulb goes off above her head. I know what to do. I am a genius. Um, not only that, three times in the chapter, St. John describes the desolation as happening in one hour. In verse 10, he writes, Alas, alas, that great city, for in one hour your judgment has come. There it was, foretold. Uh, verse 17 reads, For in one hour such great riches come to nothing. Well, that's not strictly true, but... Um, and in verse 19, in one hour she has become desolate. It was a clear, sunny Tuesday morning when Al-Qaeda terrorists hijacked four passenger planes with the first striking the North Tower of the World Trade Center just before 9am. As news cameras and stations broke into the events unfolding in Lower Manhattan, a second plane flew into the South Tower just minutes later at 9.03am before an audience of horrified viewers. And then it says... Uh, at 9.59am, so within one hour, yeah. uh, as the world was still processing what was happening, the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapsed live on TV. A half hour later, the North Tower followed, changing New York City's iconic skyline forever. I think it would be great if people could write into us with their theories on how... Or perhaps there's other references in the Bible that predicted this. Yeah, either either to 9-11 or to other great disasters. That yeah. Before, like the, the sinking of the Titanic or the uh, tsunami. In, Quite topical like, for this episode, actually, the, Titan- the Titanic. True. Yeah, but it wasn't built for floods. Well, that was the issue. Or icebergs. <laughs> A short time later, right, so just more explaining what happened on 9-11. And that's really the end of the article. To put it in context, I just want to um, alert you to some of the other articles. You know, when you read something online, um, some of the other articles that get pulled up, um, and this might also be worth reading perhaps another time, there is an article which is called, There are some messed up things in the Bible. Nine things that'll give you the creeps. 
We've got to cover this at some the point. The Bible has some seriously messed up stories. We bring you nine of the oddest stories in the holy book of Christianity. Hold your horses and take your seats. Amazing. With, with a pi- picture of like a dismembered person on a table. I hope we come across that story, whatever it is. Um, cool. So if you have any opinions on this, please write into us at Abomination the Pop. Abomination, what is our email address? Abominationpodcast at gmail.com Abominationpodcast at gmail.com Write it. Okay, Genesis 7, what's the title for this one? The Great Flood. Here we go. Now we're getting to the action. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. You alone. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and its mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and its mate, and Uh, seven pairs of the birds of the air also, male and female, to keep their kind alive on the face of all the earth. So now, that's a bit contradictory, right? Before it was two of every kind, and now it's take seven animals, seven birds, and that'll be fine. What, What is a clean animal and what is a not clean I guess, uh, like, you know, pigs aren't clean. Ah, Prawns yeah. aren't clean. Oh, so you're talking about kosher? Maybe, I don't know. Okay. But also, I, I feel like this was probably written first, and then someone's gone back and said, shit, how do we explain the, the elephants? The, yeah. There's, there's more than seven animals. Yeah. Fuck, I miscounted. We're going to have to go back and just introduce a... A preliminary thing that's like, take two of everything. Two by two, Just just grab everything. And you know what? Maybe if we do that, they might make a really cool song out of it. True. A a cool kid's song. A great kid's song. Yeah, because there's no song about seven pairs of clean animals and seven pairs of dirty animals. As far as we know. Yeah, there there should be. Maybe in B'nai Brak. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) For those who don't know, B'nai Brak is a very ultra-Orthodox Jewish town about 20 minutes from where we're sat right now. He says, take all these animals, the seven and the seven and the pairs and the male and the birds and the female. For in seven days, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing that I have made, I will blot out from the face of the ground. Blot. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded. I like this sort of narrative reaffirming Mm. Noah's submission. Yeah. Noah's very, very... Very obedient to but, what God has to say. But right? what are his options? True. He's also been told everyone else is going to die. This is your only opportunity. He, he's been blackmailed big time. Do this or I'll kill you and your family. And everyone you know. So it's better, better get building. Better get building. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters came on the earth. I mean, how So already ever? God's given Noah an exception to this 120-year like limit that he's said he's putting in. Yeah. And Noah, with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives, went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. They seem very keen to stress that his sons have got wives and that there wasn't just one big incest party on Noah's wife. True. Yeah, good options. Uh, moving forward, you know, a bit of progress. Yeah. Of clean animals and of animals that are not clean and of birds and everything that creeps on the ground, two and two, male and female, went into the ark with Noah, as God had commanded. He would have had difficulty trying to get all the insects together, wouldn't he? True, and I don't, I don't think he can tell the difference between every different species of insects. Yeah, and what about storage, you know? Mm. 
Yeah, and some animals need to live kind of underground, like and, in dirt. And away from other animals. Away from other animals. How do you prevent fights? Yeah. I mean, maybe the bottom floor of the three-floored ark was just like a wrestling pit. <laughs> just... And you've just got all these animals like in their teams, you know, with like a trainer going, go Again, on, you can fucking it, take him. It's like the Titanic. It's just a fucking warthog. Yeah, man, third class in the yeah. bottom. In the top level, like Kate Winslet and um, the other guy. Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Oh, the, no, the, 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 the guy that she's with. Yeah, the like, naughty guy. Yeah. What kind of... Billy Zane. Billy Zane. What kind of animal would be on the top deck? I think, you, for me, you've got stuff like um, dogs. What, because you like dogs? Yeah, but also because I think they, they kind of get on with it. You know, they're, True. They're, they're, they're relaxed. They'll True. Just, they'll, the, the... They'll, they'll take the corner and crack on. Yeah. And then maybe some, like the sort of rabbits. Yeah, because no one's gonna, no one wants to fight a rabbit. Yeah, let's be real. Um, they wouldn't survive. This. No, unless it was like watership down. True. Big wig. After seven days, the waters of the flood came on the earth. Here we go. So they've been hanging out in this ark for seven days, just kind of waiting. So there's definitely some fights. Yeah. And maybe there's some interspecies romance going on, and that's why we get all the different animals. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth and the windows of the heavens were opened. That is some great wording. Yeah, what imagery. Fountains of the great deep burst forth. The rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah with his sons Shem and Ham and Japheth and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons entered the ark. They and every wild animal of every kind. We've already kind of had yeah, this. Yeah, all right, we get it. And we get all it. domestic animals, blah, 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 blah. Everyone a creature. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two, uh, as, we, as we were just told. Two and two. And those that entered, male and female, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. <sighs> the flood continued 40 <laughs> days on the earth. You want to that slide? Should I put a lock on should it? I, should I just... You, you just... You, you want to stay there, right? You, want, you don't want to get out. No one wants to get out. And God's like, you won't be needing a yeah, lock. So. Trust me, mate. Yeah. Just trust me. I'm God. You don't need that. When I've zapped you in, you'll know about it. Yeah. The waters uh, rose high above the earth, and the waters swelled and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. Wow. The waters swelled so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered, including Everest. The it, water- it, although it doesn't say including Everest. No, it? it's yeah, not yeah. in the text. No, okay. The waters swelled above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. Hold on, let's do some maths. Yeah. 50, that's like eight meters. Yeah. Animals, wild animals, swarming creatures, and all human beings. Everything on dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. It's a sad day. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty intense day, actually. Yeah, but it's good to know when we think about what does the end of the world look like? This is it? Yeah, just water everywhere. Yeah. It's a serious issue is flooding and tsunamis. Mm. Essentially, this is what this is describing. Yeah. Um, but I've seen it rain for 40 days and 40 nights in Manchester without stopping. Right. I mean, in Manchester... It- it rains yeah. for 365 days and nights, right? And that's why when people say, oh, what's Manchester like? I say, 
It's biblical. Only Noah was left and those that were with him in the ark. And the water swelled on the earth for 150 days. Wow. So then we're moving into Genesis 8. The flood subsides. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him in the ark. Such as rabbits, guinea pigs. Yeah, I wonder where the domestic wild distinction is drawn in this. Yeah. Like... Maybe Noah had his favourites. Yeah, and maybe they weren't, you know, cats and dogs, but they were like anteaters and, (laughs) you know, small monkeys. I like that it's been 150 days and then, oh yeah, God remembers Noah and all the creatures in the ark. Are you still out there? (laughs) Ah, I forgot completely. I was so busy killing everyone and everything with just loads of water that I forgot that I told you to build a massive ark and then go in it with two of every kind and your family. Imagine uh, if God was like, I was, I was just joking. I didn't think that you'd actually... Yeah. You, you, you Wait, know. you really? <laughs> you really? I wanted to kill you too. I just, I wanted to make you suffer. Fuck. Now what do I do? Oh my God. Poor Noah. Uh, and he's, I mean, it wasn't the spring chicken at this point either. No, he's oh, old. On my back, you know. He's an old man building a giant... <laughs> I'm not trained for this. <laughs> literally. No, literally. He wasn't a builder. Thank you, Noah, for doing your bit for the continuation of humanity. Yeah. For sure. I'm sorry it had to be you. And God made a wind blow over the earth and the waters subsided. Simple as that. Simple. Right, I mean... Blow on it. Make it cool. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained and the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. I just want to say that this episode, as in the flooding in the Bible and and Noah, that finished on my birthday... 17th day of the 7th month is the 17th of July. In the Gregorian calendar, yeah. If this occurred on the 1st of January. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome to Ararat on my birthday. (laughs) Where is Ararat? (laughs) Well, so that's an interesting question. Or, I mean, maybe not. There is a mountain called Mount Ararat in Turkey, I believe. But everyone's pretty convinced that it's not actually the Mount Ararat that's said in the Bible. It's just another mountain that people have called Ararat. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven. You can just imagine. Oh, the window does open. He walks into the bird room and he's like, right, which one of you fancies having a a check? Which one of you wants to look outside for us? Where's Al? He's sleeping. Who's going to take it for the team? Maybe the robin? Yeah. No. The raven's been winding everyone up for seven months. Yeah. Right. You're out. Yeah. So and it went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. The raven's just having a great time. It's the only thing that's, allowed, that's like moving about on the earth. Uh, then he sent out the dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. So he's like, right, the raven can fly about. The dove, we know the dove isn't going to bother but the duck can look down and see if there's actually still water. Bird there. of peace. Mm. Um, but the dove found no place to set its foot and returned to him to the ark. 
for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So what we've learned from this is that the dove is not comfortable around puddles. No. Puddles or drenching. Any real pools of water. Yeah. Uh, not fancy that and it's a delicate bird mm. a raven doesn't care but a dove yeah. is like mm, I'll, uh, wa- I'll, I'll wait a I'll bit just, I'll just go back in summer thank <laughs> you <laughs> so he put out his hand and took it and brought it into the ark with him he waited another seven days and again sent out the dove from the ark and the dove came back to him in the evening and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Wow. So no one knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. And that there was a chance that he was in the Mediterranean. Right, somewhere where they yeah. grow olives. Cause I... <laughs> then he waited another seven days and sent out the dove and it did not return to him anymore. The dove was like, fuck this, I've had enough. Everything's fine. They'll work it out for themselves. I'm going to go make a new life somewhere nice. In the 601st year, in the first month, on the first day of the month... January 1st. The waters were dried up from the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark. And So he's just been sat there waiting for a while for the water... Like, just like looking out like, all right, cool. We know it's it's safe, but it's not quite... It's not quite dry, is it? And that wording makes it sound like the ark's got like a soft top and it's just yeah, like, yeah. get that off. <laughs> the convertible yeah. ark. Yeah. Um, Remember, this is a size, what is it, three football pitches or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Huge thing. And it's, it's all just got one giant, like, there's a big <laughs> mechanism to, to put the, the top down so that you can cruise like a, a Hollywood producer having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Basically then in the second month, so a month, on the 27th day of the second, so nearly two months later, the earth was dry. And God said to Noah, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring with you every living thing that is with you of all flesh, birds and animals and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. I think he's left room in there for the fact that some of them might have died on the boat. Like whatever is left alive yeah they can mm. well we definitely lost one dove it wasn't a perfect plan <laughs> yeah. yeah so Noah went out with his sons and his wife and his sons wives and every animal every creeping thing every bird everything that moves on the earth went out of the ark by families God's promise to Noah then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar Still... he's just saved so many animals and now that they've been allowed to reproduce once he's like all right one of you one of you one of you one of you yeah yeah. (laughs) well done for surviving the ark i'm now gonna burn you and also the fact that he had to build the altar all he does is give his build he spent 600 years doing nothing oh my god and he's built another altar poor noah and when the lord smelled the pleasing odor of burning animals yeah just It doesn't say that, no. but it may as well say that. Yeah. It says, when the Lord smelled the pleasing odour, comma, but we're going to apply brackets, of the burning animal flesh barbecuing away. The Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of humankind, for the inclination of the human heart is evil from youth. Nor will I ever again destroy every living creature as I have done. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Thank you. Thank you, God. 
<laughs> it's basically him saying, right, well, that was all a lot of hassle, wasn't it? Yeah, which means also we don't have to worry about nuclear warfare because yeah. God says it'll never... He spent so much time worrying about, like, Noah and the Ark. Yeah, and where did I put him? It's just like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, there's a lot of... I think from God's perspective, there was a lot of admin... Yeah, it was, as an operation, it probably wasn't that well planned out. And yeah. now that he's doing like a lessons learned process yeah. after, he's thinking, well... What worked? What didn't work? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, Noah survived. The Ark thing, that was good. Yeah. Keep building those boats because that was a great idea. Maybe apply that. What I won't do again is try and kill everybody. Yeah. Also, I like that he's like, well, now that I've gone through this entire process, I just realised that people are dicks anyway so what's the point in killing them all yeah could have just not done that yeah okay as long as the earth endures seed time and harvest cold and heat summer and winter day and night shall not cease nice little poem there yeah I'm not sure why that's in there or who's saying that uh, it's literally set apart I think it's it's God it's God saying it basically he's just saying alright well I've done the whole let's try and intervene and stuff big now I'm going to do the whole, let's just let things progress by yeah. their natural kind of course. But we will learn in future episodes that, ah, that's not strictly yeah, true. He's not, he's not that good at following up with his commitments, he's like, is he's, he? He's like a manager who's like, no, it's cool, it's cool, you just crack on, just like, yeah. do what you got to do, yeah? And then five minutes later, he's like, leaning over your shoulder, yeah. like, can you, uh, da, 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 or just make me check that before yeah, you yeah. send it, please. Like, God, just let me do my job. Let me, you know, and we'll see when we get to the next few episodes how God loves to stick his finger in. He always sticks his finger in. That sounds that sounds bad. So, um, thank you very much. So that is um, the whole of Genesis 6, 7 and 8. Yeah, we've done uh, the story of Noah's Ark. Uh, coming up next time, there's a little bit more Noah because, uh, of course, there is. Because he survived. He as survived. A, as did his whole family, who I'm sure will feature as well. Yeah, his whole family also survived. So be sure to tune in next time. It's uh, goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Abomination, the Bible podcast, is brought to you by Schwartz and Peters Productions. Music by Amit Maimon, recorded at Kohanstam Studios in sunny North Tel Aviv.